Hello everyone, Matthew Chapman here with Matthew Chapman Ministries. Excited about today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about vision. Vision, vision, vision. Vision is so important, guys, because the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. You know, a lot of people, they're going to jobs every day that they can't stand. They hate getting up in the morning. I heard Les Brown say this. He said most of the time when heart attacks take place, they take place on Mondays between the time of 8 and 9 a.m. And the reason why a lot of people are suffering heart attacks is because they despise what they're doing. Now, I'm sure they don't eat right as well, and I'm sure they've done some other things that cause a heart attack to take place. But his point was a lot of people, they so dislike what they're doing that is causing them pain. It's causing their bodies to react. You know, a lot of times people are experiencing illnesses, illnesses because of what's going on on the inside. And so without a vision, you're going to perish, my friend. And I know that God has a plan for your life. I know God is excited about what he has planned for you. But the thing about it is we have to get excited about the plan of God. And on top of that, we got to find out what the plan of God is for our lives. But remember, without a vision, the people perish. So my question to you today is, do you have a vision? You know, all a vision is really are goals. You know, one man said goals are like magnets. They pull you in their direction. What's pulling you today? What on the inside of you is 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 driving you? What's getting you up every day? You know, a lot of times people talk about your why. Why do you do what you do? I do what I do because I know that God has placed a mandate on my life. God has called me into the ministry. God has called me to help people to achieve their goals and to achieve their dreams and to to um, to be more than what they currently are. God wants people to go to another level in life. God never intended for you to stay where you are. God wants us to go from glory to glory. You know, that's what separates us from animals. You know, a bear can only be a bear. A cat can only be a cat. But you know what? You're going to be a human, but you know what? You decide what you're going to be. A tree, once a tree is planted, it can't go anywhere. But you know what? You can go wherever you want to go. You have to understand and realize that you have been made in God's image. And you can become more and more, and you can grow, and you can become more, and you can, you can just be more than what you currently are. But so many times people settle and, and they just stop growing. They get a job and then once they get that job, they just go to the job. They work a nine to five or whatever the hours may be. And then they come home. They watch television. They get something to eat. They go to bed and then they repeat it day after day after day. And then you know what happens? People start living for the weekend. You understand? They hate Mondays, you know, but I like Eric Thomas. I like the name of his program. He says, thank God it's Monday. Why? Because every day is a great day. He's thanking God for every day that he's alive. Because you know what? Every day that you're alive, your life can get better. Every day that you're alive, things can get better. Your, your health can improve. Your finances can improve. Opportunities can come your way. You know, if you look in the Bible in the Old Testament, the Israelites, they were in bondage. They were slaves. And then after that last plague, one day they were slaves, the next day they were free. And you know what? God can turn your, situa your situation around in 24 hours. God doesn't need 10 years. He doesn't need 15 years. God just simply needs your faith. And so what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about vision. And we're going to talk about how we can make your vision become a reality. Because God wants all of us to walk in the things that he has preordained for us to walk in. So let's start off by looking at Habakkuk chapter 2. And we're going to start with verse two. And the Bible says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision 
and make it plain upon tables that he may run and read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Your vision is for an appointed time. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, for everything under everything under the sun, there is a time. There is a time for everything under the sun. And it talks about a time to live and a time to die, a time to laugh, a time to cry and things of that nature. But there is a time. There is a season for everything. And there is a season for your dreams to become a reality. But anyway, it says for the vision is yet for an appointed time. At the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, you got to wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. What that says to me is it's not going to happen overnight. What that says to me is I have to wait on God and I have to trust God for his timing. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter three, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding In all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. If you're not careful, your mind will be your enemy. Your mind will say, man, you've been pursuing this for two years. You've been pursuing this for five years. You've been pursuing this for 10 years. You've been at this job for five years and you haven't been promoted yet. Or you've been pursuing this dream, pursuing this dream for so long and yet nothing has happened. But you got to tell the devil to shut up. You got to tell your mind to shut up. And you got to say, my vision is going to speak. It's for an appointed time. And I'm going to continue to be patient. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm not going to get out of God's timing. I'm not going to sit there and make decisions out of my flesh because I'm looking at what somebody else is doing. I know what God is doing in my life. And when you know what God is doing in your life, you're not moved by what, what somebody else is doing. You thank God for what's going on in other people's lives. You thank God that somebody may have a new car. Somebody else may have a new job. Somebody might have had a promotion. Somebody might have moved into a neighborhood that maybe you wanted to move in. But we don't get jealous. We thank God. And we say, you know what, God, if you could do it for them, you could do it for me. And so what we got to do is we got to make sure that we stay humble. We got to make sure that, they, we, that we know that we're in constant fellowship with God. And as we stay in fellowship with God, God will start to reveal the plan. God will start to reveal the vision. God will start to give you the timing of the vision. God will start to open up doors for you to know, make it shut. But the key thing is you got to stay in your lane. You can't be moved by what's going on in somebody else's life because let me, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know what they're doing. You don't know how they got what they got. You don't know, man, if they had to steal from Peter to, to pay Paul. You don't know if, if, if they're living from paycheck to paycheck. You don't know if they're one paycheck away from being broke. You don't know how they're doing what they're doing. So the only thing you got to do is stay focused on your relationship with God and thank God for whatever's going on in somebody's el somebody else's life and trust that you're on the right path. The Bible says that the path of the just is as a shining light. It grows brighter and brighter. And my friend, when you stay with God, you're going to go from glory to glory. Your life is going to get better, but you have to make sure that you keep your eyes on God. Now, four things I want you to know about writing the vision, because the Bible says in verse two, you got to write the vision. All right. So the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you write the vision, because when you write the vision, you're focusing on the unseen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, or rather, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 or 4, I forgot the specific chapter, but it says, we look not at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen, they are eternal. And then later on in that chapter, or matter of fact, in the next chapter, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. When you're writing your vision down, you're writing down the unseen. 
you know, um, when you listen to certain motivational speakers and you listen to people who, who try to inspire you and motivate you, they talk about having a vision board. They talk about having a vision wall. Why do they tell you to have a vision board? Why do they tell you to have a vision wall? They tell you that so that your attention can be on where you're headed and not where you are. See, we, we have to make sure that we're not caught up in where we currently are because what you currently, where you currently are is temporary is subject to change. So what I do is I keep the vision in front of me. I look at the car that I'm eventually going to drive, the house that I'm going to eventually live in, you saw the neighborhood I'm going to eventually live in, maybe the plane that I'm going to eventually be flying in. You have to have a vision for your life. You have to, if you can't see it in your mind, you have to place pictures. And every day when you look at those pictures, you speak to them. And you say, in the name of Jesus, I'm driving this. In the name of Jesus, I'm living here. In the name of Jesus, I'm preaching here. In the name of Jesus. And whatever it is, the vision, the goal, you have to speak it. But you write it first. And every day, in the morning and in the evening, you're looking at that thing. You're reminding yourself. Because number two, your vision is basically your future. Every time I'm visiting my goals, every time I'm looking at my goals, I'm visiting my future. This is where I'm going to be. And as I continue to visit my future, eventually my future will become my present. But I had to keep looking at it and I had to keep looking at it. So many times people are depressed because of their current circumstances. They're depressed because of their current situations. They can't find a man. They can't find a woman. They can't find a job. They don't like the place that they're living in. They don't like the car that they're driving. They don't like their job. They just don't like their lives. But they don't understand that you can build your life. You can change your life. God has given you custody of your own life. No man can control your life. It's like one man said, he said, when writing the story of your life, don't put the pen in somebody else's hand. In other words, you can't make excuses and blame somebody else for where you currently are. As long as you are in fellowship with God, as long as you are alive, as long as there's breath in your lungs, as long as you continue to grind, as long as you continue to believe, as long as you continue to confess, your life can turn around, my friend. So you got to write that thing. And every time you write it and every time you look at it, you're visiting your future. And you're saying it's just a matter of time before my future becomes my my present. And so, number one, we write the vision because we're keeping our eyes on the unseen. Number two, I'm visiting my future. And then number three, I'm setting my course. I'm setting my course. In other words, it's like having a navigation system. And wherever your destination is, you got to plug in the, the, the address and eventually once you plug it in, you start driving and eventually you're going to get to your destination. What you're doing is every time you're reading your goals and every time you're looking at your your future, you know what you're doing? You're programming yourself for where you're planning on being. So eventually, as I continue to look and as eventually as I continue to speak my vision and look at the vision, eventually I'm going to arrive at my destination. My destination is my goal. Remember what I said earlier. Goals are like magnets. They're going to pull you towards them. What's pulling you today? Unfortunately for a lot of people, their phones are pulling them. The television is pulling them. A club is pulling them. Parties are pulling them. And so when those things are pulling you in their direction, you're not going anywhere. You're going to the wrong destination or that destination could eventually become fatal or it, it could bring you to a place where you never thought you would go. We want to stay away from those destinations. We want to go to the place where God has called us to. So number one, we're calling those things which be not as though they were. We're constantly looking at 
the things that are unseen. Number two, we're visiting our future. Number three, we're setting our course. And number four, our vision is helping us to endure. And that's, that's kind of what I've been saying this whole time. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 that Jesus endured the cross and he was despising the shame. What caused Jesus to endure that cross? The joy that was set before him, the joy of seeing me become a child of the most high God, the joy of seeing you becoming born again, the joy of seeing me being filled with the Holy Ghost, the joy of seeing me having my fellowship restored with him, the joy of me being able to be in the presence of God free from a sin consciousness, the joy of seeing me become the righteousness of God, the joy of seeing me being healed and whole in my physical body, the joy of seeing me well, the joy of seeing me prosperous in my finances, being able to, to be a blessing to other people. That was the joy. That's why Jesus endured that cross. That's why he hung on that cross. He hung on that cross because he had a vision, a vision of the father having his man back because man had died spiritually because of what Adam did in the garden. So because of what Adam did in the garden, man was separated from God. God wanted his man back. And Jesus said, you know what, God, I will go to the earth and I will die on behalf of man. I will take sin in my spirit and in my body. I will take all that on for man. I will take man will be able to take my righteousness and I will take their sin. That's what Jesus did. So for the joy that was set before him, he endured. So you know what? When you have a vision and when you have a goal, you will endure the times where it seems like you run out of money. You will endure the times where it seems like you have more months than money. You will endure the times where you got to eat McDonald's when you'd rather go to a restaurant and sit down and eat. You will endure those times where you're tired. You will endure those times where it seems like I'm doing what I know to do and it seems like nothing is happening. The Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap. If you faint not, if you are on the road that you believe God would have you on, you got to stay patient, my friend. You got to continue to grind. You got to continue that, you know, you have to make sure that you stay focused and you have to make sure that you keep your eyes on the unseen because what you see is temporary. Your being broke is temporary. You're living from check to check is temporary. You're being on pain medicine and your your time, you know, taking medication on a day to day basis. That's temporary. You know, arguing with your spouse on a day to day basis, not getting along with your children, not lacking your job. All that is temporary. But that vision that you're writing every day, if you stick with it, eventually it will become a reality. So I want to encourage you today. Keep focused. Stay focused. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you feel. Don't be moved by what you hear. Because if you continue to work, if you continue to focus on your goals, if you continue to stay with God, it's just a matter of time before your life gets better. Because remember, God takes us from glory to glory. God bless you. I look forward to the next time. Have a good one.